Minehead Baptist Church Sermon Podcast for Sunday the 23rd of April 2023. Hello and welcome, thank you once again for joining me. My name's James and I'm the web guy here at NBC. This week Alec continued our series looking at the power of God with the power of prayer. The reading is James chapter 5 verses 13 to 20. So let's go and join Alec as he's introducing some notices. Just to draw attention to one or two of the things that are on the notice sheet. You notice there's a little bit in there, if you've got it in front of you or if you've had it on the internet, about the external decorating. We do need more money to have that work done. We cannot start it until we get some more money. But if we don't do it and it gets left to next year, it'll pro- probably cost three or four thousand pounds more. And the state of the place is already looking quite bad, really, I think, as a Christian witness. So I'm going to have a little plea. If you possibly could give us a fiver or 500 or 5,000, all of those would be very welcome, especially the last one. (laughs) And also, I think you all know quite a bit now about the, the hub, the 10th birthday party down at the hub, which is on uh, Monday the 8th from 10 o'clock. The hub's been running now for 10 years and uh, we're looking forward to what it's going to be doing there for the next 10 years. So Lord, we just pray, bless our time together. Help us, Lord, as we come together, not just to receive. Help us to bless you, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Over to the cross. Strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Um, today's prayers are a combined effort of Lester and myself. Um, so I'll start with um, reading a Bible verse that's apt. Christian warfare. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armour of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, and against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armour of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and have everything prepared to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armour on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times, in the spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance in intercession for all the saints. I'll also continue that verse, adapting it, but I'll use it at the end of Lester's prayer. Lester met again this week with two chaplains, one in the Navy and one in the prison service. Chaplains seem to be on the front lines of our spiritual war. Under pressure from increasingly secular institutions and government bodies to water down the gospel, whilst also being uniquely placed to preach the good news. This is why the evil one and our world would consider them a danger. 
I'd like us to pray for them, specifically for those in the armed forces and prison service. Heavenly Father, please bless and equip our chaplains to preach the gospel and your word. For our chaplains in the prison service, please guard them from attack, both physical and spiritual. Where they are met with such violence, we pray that your power, righteousness, grace and love is there in return. We pray that you may find corridors and openings for the gospel to be shared, both with those in their care as well as their co-workers. We pray that those hearing the gospel would repent and turn to you. For our chaplains in the armed forces, we pray that you may convict those in their care to ask questions and engage. We pray that you would foster relationships between chaplains and those serving in the ranks. We pray that these relationships may grow fruit and that your Holy Spirit would guide and res the response of chaplains at the right time. Whilst those in the armed forces look at the world around them, we pray that they would turn towards you and not worldly things, and that our chaplains may guide and shepherd them with faithfulness. We pray that through the Holy Spirit, you would give them the courage and boldness to continue to preach the gospel, that they may equip those in their care with the knowledge of the fight against the devil, who is our unseen foe, that they may guide people to Jesus, who frees us from our chains of sin, which are, we are prisoners too, all of us, not just prisoners in the prison service, all of us, and rescuing us from our unseen spiritual walk to eternal death, but leading us to life everlasting with God the Father, our loving Heavenly Father God. As Lydia was sharing there, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So uh, if anybody has a testimony um, uh, that they want to share about what God has done for them, um, if you want to share it with um, Alec or another leader here, and then maybe come and share it at some time. Okay, so we want to hear what God is doing. We don't just want to be praying for people. We want to see answers, don't we? We certainly do. So uh, you can either stand or sit. We're going to sing about our God. He is mighty, he is wonderful, he is a healer, he's a miracle worker, he is our strength. And we can add hundreds and millions of words to that, can't we, about who our God is. We're going to stand or sit. I'll say whatever you're happy doing. is taken from the book of James, chapter 5, and verses 13 to 20. James 5, verses 13 to 20. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. 
The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. Should we just pray for Alec as he comes to speak to us? So, Father, thank you for Alec. Thank you for his servant heart. And, Lord, we just pray a blessing on him as he comes to speak. And I just pray your anointing on his words today. Father, would you speak to us and uh, give us receptive hearts, Lord Jesus. Would you speak um, with power? Lord, we long to hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I start, let me just remind people, there is another service here at four o'clock. Tommy's taking it. He doesn't just, not just going to preach, he's actually going to lead the worship. And there's only usually about 16, 18 of us there. And I know at least seven or eight of those won't be there today. So if anyone could come, I just encourage Tommy, but also come and receive and worship with Tommy. That would be great. And also, it's bring and share tea. So we don't just come and have a service. We go and have a natter over a cuppa and a sandwich and a packet of crisps or whatever we share together. <clears throat> I don't usually feel very nervous and very sort of concerned when I'm, praying, when I'm preaching, but I do a bit this morning. <clears throat> and the reason is that when, you, when someone's preaching, there's always this question, and there's been a few rather well-known examples recently, does the person practice what they preach? There's been quite a few recently in the, in, in the newspapers even, well-known Christian leaders, there's one even this week has been convicted of uh, driving under the influence of drink, and that's someone who has been over a, a very, very huge Christian movement and there are other charges against that same person. <coughs> and to come and preach on prayer, you're going to look at me, and I'm going to say I'm going to point the finger, because there's three pointing at me. But always remember there's a thumb going up. That's what it's all about. It's all about the Lord. And I just want to concentrate on just one half of a verse from that reading, <clears throat> the authorised, the new, the NIV, which most of us have got, says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. A lot of you are close to my age, you're older, and you were brought up on the authorised version. <clears throat> I haven't used the authorised version for... Yeah, over 50 years. There's not, I don't even think there's an authorised version of the Bible in our house. <clears throat> and yet still, there are scriptures which cling in my mind from the authorised version. 
And that bit of scripture, the authorised version says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we're talking today about the power of prayer. And this is talking about prayer which has a great effect. It makes a difference. There's power in prayer. It says it's effective. And so I want to just sort of ask two or three questions of myself and of you. Because you see, it says this only applies to a certain kind of person. It says quite clearly the the prayers of a righteous. It says you've got to be righteous in order to be able to pray and expect powerful results. But then, of course, if you know your Bibles, you know what the Bible says. It's Romans chapter 3, verse 10. There is no one righteous, not even one. So that's that, isn't it? There is no one righteous, not even one. So if you've got to be a righteous person in order to have powerful prayers, well, where do you go from there? But then further on in Romans chapter 3, but now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is a righteousness that comes from God through Jesus Christ to all who believe. And so to start with, when we're thinking about prayer and the effect and the power of prayer, we need to have have accepted that righteousness which comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came and Jesus taught repentance and then Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice for our sin. And your people probably always come to church every week so I can just assume everyone of you already has repented of your sin and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I don't know that. In fact, I only know one person who knows that for certain and that's the Lord himself. So let me ask you, first of all, have you, through repentance and faith, accepted the righteousness that comes from God? Because if you haven't, today is the day you ought to do it. But when it talks about being righteous, it's not only about that. In Psalm 66, verse 18, it says, the psalmist says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have heard me. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have heard me. In other words, even though we may be Christians, if we know there's sin in our lives and we're not asking his help to get rid of it and 
Be honest, sometimes there may be sin in your life or my life that actually we're quite enjoying and we don't want to get rid of it. We need to be seeking to get rid of the sin in our lives. Even though we may be Christians, if we're, you know, when, if we're continuing in sin, knowing that we shouldn't, knowing we should stop, knowing maybe we're struggling with a sin, Lord, please help me to get rid of it. Please help me to overcome it. When Lydia was doing the prayers earlier, she was talking and reading about how we wrestle against unseen forces. We are tempted to sin. But the psalmist said, if I regard iniquity, in other words, if, if I'm clinging on to sin, God won't hear me. The prayers of a righteous person. We need, when we, when we feel guilty, we need to confess. If we're expecting answers and powerful answers to our prayer. Now here's a bit for the men. Listen up, men. <clears throat> Especially the married men. Husbands, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Men, if you're not treating your wife well, your prayers will be hindered. And I don't think, although that's what it says there, I don't think that's the only relationship which would affect our prayers. Wives, if you're not treating your husband well, I think the same would apply. Young people, not many younger ones in here now, if you're not treating your parents well, it talks about respecting your parents can you expect God to listen in the same way? And our relationships within the family, our relationships within each other. If our relationships are bad, if we don't treat each other well, our prayers are hindered. And so I just want to leave those two thoughts before you. Basically as, you know, what, what does it mean to be righteous? It means to be a Christian, to accept the Lord's forgiveness and salvation. But it means to seek to live a righteous life and to seek to live in good relationship with others. And yes, I would say, especially within the family. The found, one of the foundations, I believe, of God's plan for the world is good family life. And if there's not good family life, it will affect our prayers. So... The prayer that's going to be powerful is prayer that comes from righteous people. But then, the authorised version says, fervent prayer. Fervent prayer. A lot of versions use the, word, use the expression, earnest prayer. Fervent prayer, earnest prayer. Actually, the, the NIV doesn't actually put it quite there, but it says Elijah, he prayed earnestly. And I thought of, I looked this up in a commentary. You know, fervent, earnest, what, what's it about? But 
I mean, it, it, it's not just about, you know, I can sound really fervent, I really, really mean it. But is it in there? <coughs> and it, the commentary said, a good word, and it's a word I had to stop and think about, is inwrought. Inwrought. In other words, it's something which is working inside of you that brings the prayer out. You're not speaking with passion that's coming from up here. You're speaking with a passion that comes from in here. In wrought. Something which is working inside of you. That's, the power, that's where prayer becomes powerful. What does this in wrought suggest? It suggests to me that this is prayer that comes from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit within. It's inspired prayer. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's worked inside you that coming out. But also I think it means it's something we really care about. We're not praying just from the head. Although it's the brain is up there, so the head's got to be at work if we're going to pray. But it's coming from the heart. It's coming from deep within. We really, we're praying out of, out of real compassion, out of real feeling. It's easy to say prayer is powerful. But prayer comes from within. So let me ask myself and ask, let me ask you three questions. Do you really mean... What you pray? Do you really want what you're praying for? Do you really care about what you're praying about? And this is where I point the finger from three fingers at myself. Because I know sometimes my prayer is far too shallow. It's easy to pray. Shallow prayers. But when the scripture talks about powerful prayers, it's talking about power prayers which are coming from within. I really care, I really want, I really seeking you, Lord. It's not just about having the right words or the right sound. Because if you want to make the effort, you can all sound passionate. It's all very well to sound passionate. But are we passionate? How much do we care? I don't always care enough. I'm not always passionate enough. Can you admit it? I've got one or two nods. We don't always care enough. We're not always passionate enough. I don't know how good a translation it is because I don't know the original language. But I like that fervent prayer. I like that fervent prayer. I really mean it. I really want it. I really care about that person who doesn't know the, doesn't know the Lord. I really pay, care about that lady who's got trouble with her leg. I really care. And so I say, I often hear in church, what we need is more prayer. Well, I don't think I can ever argue with that. But isn't what we want sometimes a bit more deep prayer? In fact, Jesus himself said he's not impressed by long prayers if it's long prayers for the sake of it. You know, let's have a four-hour prayer meeting. 
well, actually, you might achieve more in a one-hour prayer meeting if you really mean it. Not that I'm against long prayer meetings, but long, long for the sake of long, there's no point in it. It's, do we mean it? And I'm getting a bit worked up because it's convicting me. It's so easy. It's so easy to just ask and ask without really. And Lord. And sometimes you're asking for something and maybe you're asking for someone and you don't particularly care. God help me to care. God help me, stir me to care. And men, you'll notice here, it does say man. But we had the newest NIV version, I believe, which I've got at home, and it doesn't say man, it says person. <sighs> okay, men. It doesn't say man, it says person. So we can leave it to the women, can't we? <laughs> men, isn't that what we're doing in a lot of church life? Some of you were here a few nights ago when there was something from Spring Harvest. And there was, a, there was something which sounded good. We're wanting to send 5,000 church planters out. Hallelujah! But we're wanting to send out 5,000 women church planters. Let's let the women do it, shall we? Well, I know amongst us there'd be disagreement as to how much we think women can and should do. But all I know is we're not meant to leave church work to the women. We're not, not meant to leave everything to the women. It's meant to be men and women. And I think in the church, and I don't mean this particular church, in the church as a whole, more and more men are leaving it to the women. That's okay. It's okay, the women will do it, the women are doing it, the women are getting on with it, so the men tag along behind. So let me say, women, please, please respond to what I'm saying, but men, you do it as well. I don't think any of the organisers are here now of men's breakfast. I'll have a word with them when I see them. How's about we forget breakfast? How's about we forget a guest speaker. And we meet together on a Saturday morning for an hour of prayer. I heard a woman say amen. <laughs> that, that was probably my wife. <laughs> I, heard the, I heard a woman say it. I didn't hear a man say amen. How about the men getting together for an hour of prayer? I think I might have heard two men that time. <clears throat> but the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman. But I would like to say not man or woman, man and woman. It's both. It is person. So this morning, you know, can you honestly come before the Lord and say, in as much as I know how, I'm righteous in your sight. Because if you can do that, you can pray powerful prayers. If the gods are working you and helping you to love and to care and to be passionate about things, you can pray powerful prayers. Our God, 
is a powerful God. We're thinking in this whole series about a God who is powerful. We're leading up week by week to Pentecost when the power of God fell in a mighty way. There is nothing impossible with our God. Nothing. Nothing. Often, maybe not in the same context, we have not because we ask not. And sometimes we have not because we ask too shallow, too casual, not with real passion and concern. Today's title is The Power of Prayer. And I've just written on the bottom of my piece of paper here, and I have been quite short. May the Lord help us to be righteous men and women who pray earnestly and pray fervently. Because there's power in prayer. But not if we don't pray. It's a lovely theory, isn't it? Prayer is powerful. What am I going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because if ever we needed God to move in power in our country, it's got to be now. It's always been true. But isn't it more true now than it's been at times? If ever we needed God to move in power, if we need God to move in power in our town, even in our church, it's great when we see the church getting full and new people coming. But how many people have we seen come to faith in recent months? We need power. We need God to move. We need God to work. I have to ask myself, how much do I care about the unsaved? How much do I care about the fact that they're going to a lost eternity? How much do I care about the needs, even within the church, my brothers and sisters? I prayed about this earlier and I, I didn't know whether to do it or not. But I'm going to change the end of the service and I hope you'll go with me. You see, you can have a message like this and you think, yeah, I'm with him, I'm with him. Then you go out there and you have a cup of coffee and you have a natter and you forget all about it. Or you may just go home and have a few words. And What difference does it make? What difference do the sermons, what difference do the messages make? Earlier on, we sang Waymaker. We sang Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Can you put the words of that chorus up, please? Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, my God, that is who you are. We've all been singing it. You've all been singing it. Do you believe it? 
We sing it. Do we believe it? Well, if we believe it, why don't we pray for it? If we're going to pray for it, why don't we pray for it now? We just sing it through the once, through, that's all. We stand and sing it. No, we won't. Sorry, we'll sit and sing it. We'll sit and sing it. So you sing it carefully. And look at those words. My guess, in fact, I'd be certain, that there are people here this morning, you either need God to show you the way, or you need a miracle, or you've had promises that God has made to you and they haven't yet been fulfilled, or there may even be here somebody here this morning and you feel in a dark place. Could I ask you this morning, be honest, if that's you, would you, would you, this is public, I know, would you raise your hand? Is there anybody here? I've got one, two, three, four, five or six. Can you look around at those people? Can you look around and see who they are? Please. Please, look around and see who they are. Come on, David, you need a miracle. Come on, David, you need a miracle. And when we've sung this, will some of you gather around each of those people and pray? We've been singing it. Do we leave it? We've been saying powerful prayer. And if you really care about those people, go and pray for them. When we finish the song, perhaps we can stop the recording. Okay? And let's just go and, and, and pray. And if, if we spend two minutes doing that or 20 minutes doing that, what does it matter? There are people here who need God to show them the way. There are people here who need a miracle. There may well be people here who say, God's, God's made a promise and it's never happened. And there may be somebody here who's feeling in a dark place. Don't just leave them like that. Go and pray for them. And if nobody's coming to pray for you, just, you just give an extra wave. Because I'm sure there are people that are willing. I'm sure there are people willing. So just sing the song once through and then let's, let's do it. And let's put it off and say, oh, well, that was a nice sermon. I, I'll think about that. If you care for the people, go and pray for them. leave a comment please go to myinhead-baptist.com slash sermons well thank you once again for listening and i'll speak to you soon